Hey guys, welcome to the Marriage Millennials Podcast. It is 8.30 p.m. on September 18th, so thanks for listening again, or if you're new, hey! We're your hosts, Rochelle Ham And Samuel Shoyola. Creators of MarriageMillennials.com, which is a blog that discusses God's design for a family, teaches millennials to honor Christ before marriage, and prepares them for family. To put things in our real time, the blog is in a strategically single phase, and what this means is that we do not address specific issues about marriage at this time because we're not married. Instead, our current focus is teaching millennials to honor Christ before a spouse and preparing them for family if that is a current desire that they have. All right, and before we get started, as always, I want to tell you where you can keep the convo going with us after the end of this podcast, as well as some housekeeping for the site. This will be posted on the site, marriageformillennials.com, so if you have any questions, feel free to comment below on that post, or you can also visit the Facebook page, which is backslash mfmillennials. Rose Twitter and IG handle are at Rochelle Ham. Feel free to follow and talk with her there as well. Also, the podcast is on iTunes, so subscribe so that you won't miss a podcast. Just type Marriage for Millennials in the iTunes search bar and it will pop up for you. Last thing, if you've been following or even if you haven't, there are a ton of cool things on the site from books to free courses to my closet, products, and more. So feel free to check those out. Alrighty, guys, let's jump in. All right. Happy Monday, guys. Um, we're back uh, with Monday. another podcast. Um, of course, I got um, my A Spoon Coon, Sam, with me. And um, we are recording this podcast one more again. Yep. Uh, I hope that your week has been good. And um, we just want to get right into this. We want to talk about uh, gospel music. Something that we've been seeing in the Christian culture lately is just pretty much this cross-genre type music of um, believers and unbelievers. Um, Tasha Cobbs and Nicki Minaj, I know, was a big thing a couple weeks ago. Um, Lecrae and Tori Kelly or Lecrae and Ty Dolla Sign. And most recently, um, Marvin Sapp and R. Kelly. (laughs) So um, we definitely want to talk about that um, in regards to what is gospel music? um, What should the music that we are listening to right now be categorized as? Is this gospel music or is this not? Yada, 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 all that jazz. All right. So, I mean... First, I guess we could talk about what we grew up on, right? So, like, for the most part, you yourself, you come from a more Pentecostal background. Mm-hmm. What, what was it that you had as far as your background? So, I grew up on, of course, Kirk Franklin, mm-hmm. Yolanda Adams, um, uh, Hezekiah Walker, right, right. Um, Donnie McClurkin, Donna Lawrence, Fred Hammond, yeah. <laughs> um, all those, you know, all those pretty much those songs. What about mm-hmm. you? Uh, me, for the most part, um, I come from more African background, so it's more so we had like uh, Yoruba type praise and worship um, song, African songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, uh, yeah, just just very more African based type songs, and they weren't really um, your contemporary type of gospel music. Mm-hmm. But, um, and the other thing that we did a lot was hymns. We did a lot of hymns, um, in our church back then. And we even, but as far as the consumer, what we would consume as far as music goes, we also listened to a lot of the same things. Um, as far as Fred Hammond, um, uh, Yolanda Adams, Mountain High Viola was super popular amongst, um, our people. And, uh, 
yeah, so in, in Winans, that was a big thing. I was say, you like yeah. the Winans. Winans was a big thing back um, when, I was, uh, when I was younger. So, yeah, so that, those are the things that we grew up on as far as gospel music goes. Quote, unquote, gospel music. Would, not no, that no, all of them are bad. Not that all of them are bad. We're not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater and say it's all bad. But what we're saying is that we're going to discuss that there's a difference between certain things. But, yeah, go ahead. Right. So... Um, yeah, so this is the type of music that we grew up on, more than likely similar to all of you listening. I'm pretty sure that you grew up listening to the same type of music. And just over time, as we grew in Christ, um, the more you listen to those mu- to that type of music is the more you really realize that it's more motivational, more love songy than it is. Um, gospel music, and that's what I feel like gospel music has turned into. Right. Um, it's almost it almost feels now like it's like the artists who didn't make it in the secular world, so they just decided to do gospel music instead. Like you know what I'm saying? Right. Instead of actually having a desire to produce music that um is gospel music right. um so yeah the first thing we want to do is talk about so, what gospel music actually is want to take yeah. want to answer that yeah so uh gospel music i believe uh according to god's scripture is music that is specifically designed to bring glory and honor to god um and i say that specifically because you know sometimes people think that their music is bringing people they believe that their music is bringing people to Christ, and 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 what I what I try to get people to understand is that what gospel music is supposed to do first and foremost is to honor and bring glory to God, not save people. The gospel itself is supposed to save people, and I think sometimes we let people get away with that excuse as to why they're quote unquote you know not explicitly quote unquote Christian with their music, right. Um, yeah, I think that, um, gospel music, don't get us wrong, gospel music can be motivational. Right. It definitely can motivate you in many ways. It can motivate you to want to be, um, more Christ-like. It can motivate you to want to just get so much deeper in your faith and things like that. But motivational music is not the gospel. Right. And for the most part, you hear this music and it's pretty much... Basically saying, hey, you had a bad day, you had a bad life, you're struggling so much, um, God's going to get you out of it. And it's all about you, pretty much. And um, it's like, it's struggle-based faith to me. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where it it's almost, <clears throat> if, if, if everything is supposed to be... Um, well, yeah, like like we kind of stated before, gospel music is not the same as motivational music, and motivational music is not the same as gospel. Now, some gospel music can encourage you; it can be encouraging, it, just as you know, Paul said that sing hymns and songs to one another to encourage your brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. But that's to encourage them in their perseverance in the faith. You understand what I'm saying? Right. As opposed to just encourage them just to get through the day. Right. It's a little bit of a difference, right? right? Like like I always think about I think about that song from um Kirk Franklin that's like, um I almost gave up a pound. Yeah. I think that's I the song that comes to everybody's mind for some reason. That's what that was in my mind. 
loving like a shower down. Smile, even though you know, like you pretty much just saying smile, your day's gonna be great, and it's just kind of right. like okay, God's not really in this song, but all right, I see what you're doing. Makes here. you feel good, right? In the right. same, in the same way, in the same way, because a Kirk Franklin can put that out and then re- label it as gospel is the same reason why you saw churches, for example, singing Pharrell's Happy and calling it gospel. You <laughs> see what I'm saying? Like, that's not gospel. Right. Do you understand what I'm saying? Right. And yeah. so, um, again, like, for me, it reminds me of struggle-based faith. Right. And for me, making music like that is misleading because what you're basically saying what what not a non-believer ends up thinking is that well I don't have these struggles that you have because I I don't have these struggles that you have so maybe this Christ thing is not for me because maybe it's just for people who just struggle all day and I don't have a struggle right it kind of gets close to that um, I think they call it the social gospel the social gospel so I mean I I, I totally get that and um and and I, I, as I we were talking about this before one of the biggest things I think that really just kind of was an eye opener for me was when we heard the whole thing about Marvin Sapp. Um, and Marvin Sapp, the song "He Saw the Best in Me," right? Mm-hmm. Um, he saw the best in me, and you and you thought that the he was God, and God, you know, saved Marvin Sapp and sanctified Marvin Sapp to see to bring out these best things in him, right? And now all those things were great until Marvin Sapp came out and said, "No, nah, that song was about my daddy." And it was like, oh, bruh, are you serious? Like that, but you sold it to us. Like if you go in your iTunes right now and you look at Marvin Sapp, he saw the best in me, it is labeled as gospel music. And that is not the gospel then. If we're talking about my dad saved me yeah, and it's, and, or saw and, the best in me, that's and, not the same as, as the gospel of Jesus Christ. And to cut him some slack, I mean, it's not... These people are artists at the end of the day. So it's nothing necessarily wrong with you making a song about your father. Right. Um, but I think it's like when you push it to, when you push it as a gospel song or like when you're in church and you're singing it as a gospel song. Like we went to, we saw him in church one time. Yep. And we were visiting <laughs> visiting a church and um, it, he sung the song. Like, you know what I mean? And right. so um, when you get to that level, it, it gets confusing at that point. Mm-hmm. And so... And so, yeah, some of these songs are even like love songs. Like, you know what I mean? Like, all you have to do is just switch the word Jesus for baby and you can be R&B. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, exactly. And so um, we definitely have to be mindful of that. Um, so our next point, though, is a common argument that I keep seeing is like, well, what if this artist is, you know, just trying to win unsaved souls to Christ? Like, you know, what about that? What do you think about that? I mean, it's just, I'll tell you what I think in a second. But what do you think about that? That type of stuff just goes back to the, to me, that just goes back to the original art. What is gospel music? Mm-hmm. And it's to bring honor and glory to God. If you want to save a soul, say, you're not going to save a soul by singing to somebody. Now, I know some people who might be in Pentecostal circles might think that that's untrue. Because mm-hmm. what happens? You do the whole Terry Bench thing, and you know the altar call, mm-hmm. and there's the saving, there's the music that comes on during the altar call, mm-hmm. and you think that that music, you might say to yourself, "Well, that music moved me to tears, and it brought me down the aisle for me to give my life to Jesus Christ." Mm-hmm. 
music is not so that's why that's why that type of music is dangerous Mm -hmm. because it's trying to emotionally sway you as opposed to you making an actual conscious decision sober-minded decision to follow christ right and then pretty much what happens is and i can attest to this because it happened to me over and over what you have are a bunch of people who are emotionally led and they leave church and then they sin because they really weren't they really weren't conscious in what they they didn't know what they were doing they wouldn't they didn't really know what they were doing or they sin even though we are sinners and we will sin after mm-hmm. we accept Christ but then you don't understand it cuz you're just like wow I just had this amazing experience how could I betray God like this and then you start to get confused mm-hmm. so it's definitely dangerous um one of the things I would say is that like I am so sick and tired of people trying to push the argument that we need to come to unbelievers on their turf to give them Jesus. Like I saw this the other day, like somebody on Facebook um, was pretty much saying like, you know, if all you post about is scriptures and hymns and stuff, then you're unrelatable Mm -hmm. and you need to pretty much do things on unbelievers turfs in order to get them to your Jesus. Listen, let me tell you something. No. Okay. First right. of all, no. And the reason why And by turf you mean you mean like, like you need to terms. Come, like, yeah, yeah, terms. Like yeah. you need to come to unbelievers on their terms. And when I I mean turf like their secular turf. Right. So like you need to come to them on their terms to give them Jesus. That is so no. Like that that's no it does not work that way. Right. Because if this is was any other field, that would not fly. Yeah. You don't tell someone, oh, you know, you want to become a doctor? You don't need to go to school. You don't need to read all these medical right. books. Just watch a couple episodes of Grey's right. Anatomy. You need no. to come to. You don't need to come to this controlled environment, right? In which you can actually specifically be taught this one thing, and and what people are saying is that oh, you just need to go out and just be mired and tempted by all the different things of the world, as though that you yourself are not human. Us Christians, we're human too. And that's why when we go out into the world and we see unbelievers, we preach the gospel and then we, t- we, we even encourage them to join their local church. That's right. what we tell them to do. We don't, we don't, tell, them, we don't, we don't tell them that, um, you know, I'm going to meet you at the club next week and, you know, we'll talk about it more over there. Right, like, right. This is not going to work. Right. This is not, like, right. you, you, you got all these, it's, it's a dark, lit, it's a dark, you know, no light type of looking type of club, and you looking at all types of sin and temptation around you, you think that person is really coming to Christ? And, and the question really is, are you actually ministering to somebody in the middle of a club? Right. And so, um, yeah, it's just like, no, like if, if if when you want something, you do the work to get that person. When a guy wants a girl, he chases her mm. and he does what he needs to do so that she will say yes when he proposes. If yeah. you want to be a lawyer, you go to law school and you complete the four or so years that it takes for you to get your degree so that you can take the bar. Like if you want to become a doctor, you do the work. If you want to do anything else in life, you do the work. So if you want to be a Christian, do the work. Like I'm not coming to you to, to you, like no. Yeah. You 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 come to like of course God's going to soften your heart so that you you will come to him and all that stuff, but like I'm not creating music for you. Right. Like here's here's the gospel. <laughs> here's the gospel in music form mm-hmm. and you figure out what you want to do. Yeah, you figure out whether you want to bow the knee to my Christ. 
or not. But if you're not going to bow to my Christ, don't sit here and tell me that this that your version of this is the gospel. Right. No. And and Christian you cannot remix this. Right. And and Christians shouldn't be trying so hard. It's like when you it's like when you go to like a I guess a family barbecue or just something with family, you see like the old the old uncle or old auntie that just like trying to be hip and she just dresses in in clothing that's like that's too young for you yeah. it's like you have all these christians that are trying to be so hip and it's just like non-believers are looking at you and you think that they're like oh yeah they think we're so cool we're so relatable but they're really looking at you like what are you doing like being dignified is now like just the most uncool thing to do right to grow up and mature is just wrong it's like no grow up and mature like Look, you looked at your parents with a certain reverence and respect for a reason. Ask yourself how your parent dressed. Mm-hmm. The the kids that I know that respected their parents the most, if you look at how their parents dressed versus how they dressed, two different things. Two different things. You could tell who was the mom and you could tell who was the daughter. You could tell who was the father and you could tell who was the son. Easily. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with being dignified. Right. The church needs to remember that. Right. Like the other day... <laughs> I, I, um, me and my friend were in the car and it was Sunday morning and we heard a Thai tribute song and I just knew I was listening to future. (laughs) I ain't heard that one yet, but like, I was just like, whoa, this is hella trap. (laughs) like why like why is this so trap like this is insane yeah and um and it's not to say that like beats it's not to say that like you know there's anything wrong with beats but it's like even the way like it was like it's like are you okay (laughs) like because like this is this is this is insane and And, and the only reason i i I, I, i'm gonna be cautious with that because i haven't heard the song yet but Mm -hmm. um we would have to listen to the lyrics to really know whether it's glorifying God or not. I understand that there is the similarity to future probably in that song, but you still would have to give it the, the benefit of the doubt in the sense that it would have to, it, no, seriously, like it would have to like, the lyrics itself would have to be the defining factor on whether that was Yes, or not. yes, and I agree with that. But I guess what I'm saying is Okay, the dignified like, thing. Yeah, it's like when okay, you go into the booth, you. when you go into the booth, are you thinking, Oh yeah, I'm this is just my style. I'm gonna change up my style because I want people to hear the gospel. Or are you thinking, well future sells records this way, so maybe I should do that too. Gotcha. gotcha. That's my point yep. there. Mm-hmm. And so That's a good point. um yeah, like it's just like it's just this whole, you know, meet unbelievers on their terms, it's just no, because what happens is, th- and this is the thing with Christians that I wish they would understand. Um, non-believers are not turning away from the faith because the gospel is in error. Now, some now um, there are a lot of unbelievers who, because of bad doctrine, think that. But if you truly were to sit down with somebody who was well versed in apologetics, ninety nine percent of the questions that you have would be answered. And the ones that you don't wouldn't be answered is probably because, like, in God's secret will, to which nobody knows the answer. But the mo- the the reason why most non-believers, for the most part, are turning away, besides the fact that you know, their hearts are hardened. It's also because of the fact that they see these 
Christians that are basically saying like, believe what I believe, but don't use the resources to believe what I believe. You don't have to do that. That don't make any sense. And right. and and as Christians, it's like we're trying to bamboozle non-believers. And these people are like, I'm not buying it. I'm not right. buying what you're right. selling because you're not even committed to what you're telling me to be committed to. Right. And so I totally get that. Yeah. Yeah. I think um I take a breather, y'all. Yeah, boy, we're so had to let one out there. For <laughs> real. All right, but um uh so another thing that we discussed was that um there are several people who are who are okay with these collaborations that we were talking about. I think another one was Fred Hammond and who what was the other guy Fred Hammond collaborated with? I don't know. Recently. It was some Marvin Zapp, you mean? Nah, it was Fred Hammond and someone else. I forgot. But either way, uh oh, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg and Fred Hammond. Oh. So um and when they collaborate like I, I just say to myself this, okay, if you're not a believer, should you be leading worship? Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, okay, the Bible says, uh, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5, that there's only one mediator between God and man, right? Mm-hmm. And that's Jesus Christ. If, you have, if you're not a believer, that means you do, you've not accepted the mediator. Right. So how in the world can you communicate with God without the only channel to God? Right. How can you, and then therefore, how can you lead how can you possibly lead a congregation or people in their cars as they're driving to work or whatever mm-hmm. in worship and you yourself have not accepted the only channel, which is Jesus Christ, to God? And I, I just, you know, when I was looking at this from a biblical standpoint, I saw so many different verses, especially in the Psalms, about like literally people who are saying that there there is no... There should never be unbelievers worship. I mean, uh, uh, trying to worship me. Right. That's the way. Even God Himself. You go to Psalm fifty, verse sixteen. It's probably the most explicit way. He says, "What right have you to tell of my statutes and to take my covenant in your mouth?" That's God speaking. Mm-hmm. What What right do you have to try to dictate to others about my statutes? What I've told my people to do. Right. Mm-hmm. And my covenant. If you aren't a part of the covenant, what you talking about it for? Why is it even in your mouth? Right. And and God, that's that's probably the most explicit verse I saw. But I think on the subject, and I'm just like, so why are you allowing these people to collaborate and say that, and, and then even label it? You're you're when you miss when you are you know they say a fog uh, a miss in the pew is a fog a miss in the pew is a fo- fog in the get it together. My bad. A miss in the pulpit is a fog in the pew. Woo! My bad. A miss in the pulpit is a fog in the pew. And and, and I, I really do personally believe that in the sense that you are you are really truly confusing people. And Jesus Christ was very clear about that. He said, you lead these kids astray, it'd be better that you take a millstone, throw it in your wrap it around your neck, and throw yourself in the ocean. So I look at this and I'm like, why are y'all doing this? Yeah, and then what ends up happening is you start hearing people like Lecrae. You start you start hearing people <laughs> you start hearing people say things like, Oh, well, you know, I'm a rapper that just happens to be a Christian. Right. Or, you know, I'm gonna start to do music that's pretty much you like, you know, they start to dread the surface. Next thing you know, you know, you in a music video with Ty Dollar signs 
talking about blessings so you could act so you so you could play like it's a Christian song. Now you on tour with Tori Kelly and nothing that you do and you're pretty much turning into a secular artist. Yeah. Maybe a conscious one <laughs> that doesn't curse or anything, but still a secular artist. And, and and this is more so 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 and even that right. So this is more so before we were just talking about like the unbelievers, right? So we know from scriptural basis there is no reason why Ty Dollar should be on a song that has a genre label of gospel. Right. There is no reason why Snoop Dogg should be on a song that has a genre. But even for the Fred Hammonds, the Marvin Saps, and the people who actually are ministers mm-hmm. of the gospel, those people too are called to a certain level of accountability. Like this is why Jesus was talking to the Pharisees and the scribes the way he was talking to them. And, you know, I just think that when he was saying, you know, but woe to you Pharisees for you pay the tithe and the mint and rue every kind of garden herb and yet disregard and justice, uh, disregard justice and the love of God, but these things are, but these things you should have done without neglecting the others. What you're doing, essentially, what he's talking to them about is hypocrisy, mm-hmm. and that's what you're guilty of at that point. You're guilty of hypocrisy, just like the just like the 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 um the um the non-believer who is in utter hypocrisy. Why would he be even proclaiming the name of Jesus the, uh, of a of a of a deity he has no allegiance to? Mm-hmm. You yourself, you're compromising the gospel, and you too are guilty of hypocrisy. Right. And I just I just think in some way, shape, or form that that has to stop, and 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 we have to be we have to get back to stop loving the world and more so loving the church. Right. Right. Um. So before we close, before we wrap up. We, you know, we don't want to just sit here all day and just talk about and complain, you know, without giving you some tools. You know, we definitely want to tell you some tips on how to filter gospel music and make sure that what you're listening to is edifying um, and is actually bringing glory to God. Um, would you like to start or would you like? For me I mean, to start? I think the major thing is lyrical content. Mm-hmm. Um, this is why. The book of Psalms doesn't come with musical notes. <laughs> Amen. And I think that that's one of those things where it's like they want you to read it. Mm-hmm. You can put whatever melody you want to it, whatever rhythm you want to it. All that stuff is fine. The Bible talks about several different types of stringed instruments and percussion instruments. But what is the lyrical content? Is it man-centered? Is it just trying to get you through your day? Or is it more so Christ-centered, bringing glory to God? You know, and I think that's my major compass for whether I know what I'm listening, how I know what I'm listening to. Right. Um, I first, first things first, I feel like you need to get out of the habit that you need to listen to music based, specifically based on your culture. Hmm. Because that's one of the first things that you're gonna find that sets. That's when you're. That's when you start to hear that there that different types of gospel music actually exist. Yeah. When you start to just try to listen to gospel music as a whole and not just like the hype of what your culture listens to. Right. Um, in addition to that, again, listen to the lyrics. Does this sound motivational? Mm-hmm. 
Does this sound um, like a love song? And do this when you're listening to preachers too. Yeah. It's kind of like we make when we make jokes about um, like you know parking lot favor, like you know, like just things that right, like right, 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 right. <laughs> and listen to that in the gospel too, because a lot of the times the you're not really being taught. The preachers is talking about a topic and then using some scriptures to like try to support that topic, but right. you're not really being taught scripture, right. and you're not really. And lately, you're not really being taught scripture at all. You're just being motivated. Like, yeah. like, like I, I've seen a couple of clips that have gone viral on social media. And it's like, I think some girl is basically saying like, um, you know, I'm a queen or like, I'm on, I'm a child of God and you can't da 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 And it's just like, maybe that should be on a Wednesday night. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's not, that's not, that's not, you're not learning the gospel. You're just learning how good you are Mm -hmm. and not how good Christ is. Right. And so, um, and also, um, after you do that and you filter it out, you see if it's man-centered or Christ-centered, or you see if it's a love song or if it's motivational, um, just be confident in that. Like, I wish that we would just kind of be more content content with all right yeah. like this is what the gospel is this, yeah. this is the music that falls in line with that and i'm not missing out on anything yes is it excellent in its execution so like like for example it might not be like your favorite hillsong record it might not be like that but in its execution as far as for how it was actually put out like is is it excellent in the sense like the time signature, the the keys on point, like the singers are good? Okay, if that is aesthetically pleasing to you and you like that particular part as far as the the, the listening is not hard on the ears, then accept that as the gospel. Accept that as the gospel. And I promise you, when you start committing these songs to your memory and into your mind, the funny thing is, is the gospel has the power to motivate. Right. But motivational music does not have the power to save anyone. It does not have the power to do anything aside from make you feel good for the moment. Right. And the reason why you probably look into motivation, the reason why you probably look into music to motivate you or to save you is because you're not in your Bible. Yeah. Because once you get in your Bible, you know that music is a bonus. And you thank God for that bonus. But you know that at the core... Yeah, the meat and the potatoes. The is... meat and the potatoes and the part that you and you you begin to love the most is the word. Yeah. Not the music. Absolutely, absolutely. Man, we said a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, all right, y'all. Um we definitely are gonna wrap this up. Um we hope that you got a lot from this. Um, we hope that you were fulfilled in this. Again, if there's any questions that you have or anything that you'd like to challenge us on, we're totally game as long as it's biblical. Um, so feel free to, you know, just correspond with us and let us know um, what that will be. All right, man. All right. Well. Once again, 
This will be posted on the site, marriageformillennials.com. So if you have any questions, feel free to comment below on that post. Or you can also visit the Facebook page, backslash MF Millennials. Rose Twitter and IG handle is at Rochelle Ham. So feel free to follow and talk with her there as well. Also, the podcast is on iTunes. So subscribe so that you won't miss the podcast. Just type Marriage for Millennials in the iTunes search bar and it will pop up for you. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. We hope to be back with another podcast in the near future. And again, um, always remember to be grateful for God. Um, First, being that you're alive. And second, being that you have the opportunity to glorify him every day. All right, guys. Bye. Hey guys, it's Ro. Just wanted to give you a PSA, a public service announcement. Just wanted to shout out the songs on the podcast a little bit. Um, The first song that you hear is Set Me Free by Myron Butler. That's my jam. And the second song you're listening to right now is KB Drowning. Uh, Listen to the songs, love them as much as we do. And if you love them enough, purchase them. We are in 100% support of supporting Christian artists. Alrighty guys, take care. Bye.